Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Erskovich. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow Monawara, The Lines MLB lead analyst, at Monawara on Twitter, just as it's spelled on the screen. And we're breaking down a few games here on the card for May 31st. Yankees Mariners up first in Seattle. And then going to hit a couple earlier games that Mo doesn't have a bet on, but just some interesting betting angles between the Brewers and Blue Jays and Phillies at Mets. And before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever the lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Mo's day-to-day MLB bets, which you can also get in real time over in the Lines Discord channel for the link. It's at thelines.com in the top right-hand corner. Now, Mo's had a great MLB season so far, I believe up over 14 units or so in our Discord channel, but Tuesday did not go as planned. Joe Ryan did not pitch. I guess he pitched like last season and maybe the previous season, the version of Joe Ryan, and then Rangers-Tigers went over the total. So Mo. As we both know, a lot of ups and downs betting baseball over the 162-game regular season, and yesterday was another example of that. More downs than ups when betting totals for me. Yeah, it's it's a difficult market to handicap, and sometimes you get Alex Fajardo struggling with his command, Martin Perez getting hit hard, the Tigers lineup, or bullpen, I guess, faltering late for them because I know a lot of handicappers yesterday were back in Detroit or at least a lot of sharp money was on the Tigers not that that matters in the grand scheme of things but regardless Mo's looking for a bounce back day today and let's start with Yankees at Mariners 9 40 p.m eastern time first pitch New York taking the first two games in the series so going for a sweep but Seattle is out to minus 148 on the money line and FanDuel Sportsbook actually has the best price on the Yankees sitting at around plus 126 to win the game outright. That's as of this recording on Tuesday morning. Remember to price shop for the latest odds and the best number over at thelines.com. It is George Kirby and his 343 ERA, 349 FIP. And outside of Friday night's start against the Pirates, where he gave up four home runs in less than five innings pitched, so four and two-thirds to be exact, he's pitched like a Cy Young candidate, maybe like a borderline candidate on the outside looking in, but he's still had a pretty good season in his second or first full season in the majors. And then Clark Schmidt going for the Yankees, pitched very well against the Orioles in his last start, but overall 5-5-8 ERA, 4-2-4 fifth though. And he showcased his high ceiling against Baltimore in that last start in his fastball and curveball spin rate, which we talked about last week, Mo, both rank in the 95, 95th percentile or better. And he is allowing a 378 Babbitt. So maybe he's getting a bit unlucky to begin the season, despite pitching well in his last start. So total sitting at seven and a half, juice to the over, no surprise there. Are you expecting a bounce back performance from both of these pitchers? Or I guess a bounce back for Schmidt overall with his collective struggles to date. Definitely expecting good things from George Kirby here. Um, 
I did find a minus 135 this morning, and I think there's still a minus 135 at um, BetMGM. So if people have an account there, they can get a pretty good price. At this moment, a lot of things going over minus 140, a lot of sports books over minus 140. I think that, you know, we usually talk a lot about pitchers here. I think that we know what I think of these pitchers. I think George Kirby is very good. I think Clark Schmidt is a little below average. Um, but the big thing I'm seeing here is just the Yankees lineup is kind of looks like it's in shambles to me. Uh, I mean, Harrison Bader is on the IL. He's not playing for sure. Uh, bigger loss on defense there. Um, he's probably the best center fielder in baseball. And he's been a decent bat, you know, roughly average, better than that this year. So I think when you plug in something Greg Allen, that's a large drop-off. Uh, <clears throat> guy has a 177 ex-WOBA so far. Zero walks. Obviously, small sample, like 15 plate appearances or something. But uh, he's been a career quad A guy. I mean, he's not going to be a good hitter. And yeah, I, I think Anthony Rizzo might sit as well. Uh, sounds like it's roughly a coin flip there. Um, he missed the last game. Neck strain or something. Uh, seems like a weird injury. But yeah, he might sit again. This lineup is basically Glaber Torres, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, and then like six fourth outfielder type of guys. Like none of these guys should really be. I, I mean, okay, like Anthony Volpe, like some of these guys are pretty good. Good defense, maybe below average bat. So like they're solid major leaguers, but I don't expect much offense from basically anybody else in the lineup. I mean, they hit Willie Calhoun third yesterday i i mean willie calhoun people wanted him to be a thing he's not you know like <laughs> i think we're far enough in 86 wrc plus for his career he's not a good hitter and that's all he brings to the table so uh yeah this is they just have a lot of injuries in their lineup and yeah i think with what they're running out there compared to what the mariners are running out there especially julio rodriguez Somebody told him the season started finally, so he's actually been hitting the ball. Um, so I think the Mariners should be slightly bigger favorites. This was a, a real small edge, so I bet it small. But yeah, I did take some minus 135. And to your point, going back to the Yankees on the injury front, Aaron Boone said, most likely Rizzo back in the lineup because he missed yesterday's game against Seattle. Yankees had a blowout there, blowout victory. And Boone expecting Rizzo back tonight or Friday. But just kind of reading between the lines, it seemed like more so likely to return on Friday. So that's Mo's lone bet for the Wednesday card here on May 31st. But looking at a couple other games and notable ones, 7.07 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch in Toronto. Brewers at Blue Jays. Milwaukee sitting at 28 and 26, Toronto 29 and 26. So pretty much at the same mark here in almost early June. So a couple months into the season, Alec Manoa taking on Julio Tehran and Manoa has not pitched like the Cy Young candidate that many expected 
from him this season. Walk rates in the 6th percentile, whiff rate in the 16th percentile. And yes, Teron pitched pretty solid, pretty above average, I guess, in his first start in over a year against the Giants last week. But obviously a much more difficult test against this Jays lineup with Vlad Guerrero Jr. and company. Bo Bichette, who's been very hot as well. So Toronto, no surprise, around a minus 170 favorite to win the game out right here. I know you're not betting the game, Mo, but how are you handicapping it or at least expecting this one to go between the two starters? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. So definitely uh, bet a large chunk of your bankroll on the under here since uh, <laughs> I'm wrong about every total. Um yeah, I kind of liked a few different looks. Maybe first five over here, uh, I think, was okay. Uh, minus 115, I think, is what I found. How about yes, Maybe run minus, first inning? Minus, and yeah, that's the other one I was going to bring up. I, I think I think Yurfi is worth a look here. I mean, it's minus 130 on DraftKings. I have a chart that's supposed to like tell you what the Yurfi price is supposed to be. And it says it's supposed to be minus 140 when there's a when there's a total of 10, which I think most of the, most of the sports books are at 10. Now, when I was looking at it this morning, there was nine and a half. So it's definitely moving that way. But if you can get your fee at minus minus one thirty, I think that's pretty good. Um, Tehran, I mean, he was pitching most of last year in the Mexican league is what I, I thought he was in the Dominican league, but he was in the Mexican league, which I think is probably even worse. 4.88 ERA I saw he had there. Uh, he spent some time in the independent leagues. Now, I would say I don't know what the offensive environment is like in the Mexican league. It's probably high based on what we saw in that one game. Uh, what is it? Padres, Brewers, whatever it was. But I think Padres, so, yeah. Giants. So maybe all these games are on the moon. I don't know. But yeah, 4.88 ERA in that league seems not great. Um <laughs> He's back. He he's. I'm surprised he's back. I mean, I thought he was definitely done for. Um, he's throwing 90 miles an hour, which is actually decent for him. I think he was at 88, 89 last time he was in the majors. I just still, I can't believe he did change his pitch mix as well. He's throwing a lot more sliders, which is probably good for him. But yeah, I just still can't believe he's anything but replacement level. Um, Alec Manoa, things are not going much better for him. We've faded him many times. It has mostly been working. Five walks in his last start versus Tampa. Seven, two starts before that against the Yankees. He had one decent one in between there. Or I think he only had one walk. Uh, I think Milwaukee, while I don't love their offense, especially no Willie Adamas right now, they are pretty disciplined. Um, fringe top 10 in both chase rate and walk rate. Batting Owen Miller second does not excite me, obviously, but I still think these pitchers are going to struggle here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You you thought maybe there could be some bounce back from Manoa here, but I'm not seeing much to to make me think anything good is going to happen. I still, like, the second he starts pitching well and he starts look good for a start or two in a row, I'll probably be buying back in because I don't understand how he's this bad. You know, we're going to have a long-form podcast with VEASAN's Adam Burke, and it'll be up in your podcast feeds wherever you find your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, or on YouTube as well. But just to tease it, I guess, I don't know if we'll talk too much Manoa on it, to be honest, because he is starting tonight. But there's a really good article that I was reading up 
over the last couple of days, maybe even last week, just talking about his walk rate and payoff pitches for Manoa and his pitching arsenal. I mean, the struggles for him when it comes to strikeout to walk ratio and specific counts is also pretty alarming. So you look at the slider too. I mean, that's been one of his bigger issues because I think there's been a pretty big uptick in his slider usage this season. A year ago, I'm just uh, alluding to this article here. It says Manoa slider generated a negative 18 run value. And this year it's up to plus 11. So that, that is tells incredible. You all you need to know. And that's my, that was kind of my angle when I messaged you about it before the podcast and we were breaking down some games was the Brewers don't hit sliders. I don't, think too well so the pitch mix pitch mix does match up here with a Milwaukee offense that can be inconsistent granted it isn't against a lefty which we've noted their struggles throughout this season but we digress about Alec Manoa and like I mentioned we'll be talking about MLB futures and the like with Adam Burke on our separate beat the closing number podcast but last game to round out this edition of Beat the Closing Number here on Wednesday, May 31st, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, first pitch between the Phillies and Mets. Philadelphia sitting at 25 and 28, New York 27 and 27, so 500. Aaron Noah, who kind of like Manoa, you expect him to bounce back at some point, considering his history, but 459 ERA, 432-5, and gave up a lot of hard contact in his last start against the Braves, including three home runs. And then Carlos Carrasco, who I guess kind of similar to Julio Tehran, 6'4", fit. Maybe not a similarity between the peripherals, but when you think about guys that maybe shouldn't be pitching in the majors anymore, his strikeout rate ranks in the fifth percentile. Philly, no surprise, is favored around minus 120. On the money line, although maybe if you don't believe Noah bounces back, there's a bit of a surprise there. And if you somehow have confidence in Carlos Carrasco, you back the Mets. But Mo, how are you breaking this game down? Surprisingly, I was on market with this one. Um, I definitely thought I might like the Phillies here. Because Carrasco has been pretty rough. Uh, yeah, like you said, he looks like he's on his last legs. I don't have him quite replacement level. But he's not too far from it, I don't think. Um, one thing that he really has going for him. So he's really losing his stuff. It looks like definitely the fastball is quite weak now down to 92, more than, um, one mile per hour drop from last year. Swinging strikes have plummeted. I think he's probably just not good enough to really be in a contender's rotation anymore. One good thing he has going for him though, he's not throwing in the zone at all because he's trying to. You know, he can't throw in the zone and, and miss bats really anymore. So he's trying to throw out of the zone. But this is what happened yesterday with the Phillies. Um, this is why I kind of was looking at the Mets yesterday was because it, it is a pretty good matchup for a pitcher who wants to throw out of the zone. The Phillies are quite swing happy, quite chase prone. Kodai Senga, who has been an absolute walk machine this year. I think he's probably walking more than any other starter in baseball. He had zero walks yesterday against the Phillies, um, which is crazy. <laughs> Seven innings, nine strikeouts, zero walks. So 
if they go out there and embarrass themselves flailing away at pitches out of the zone again, which Carrasco is throwing 43% in the zone, that's really, really low. Um, he might do okay here. So I was on market with this one with the Phillies around minus 115. I would understand if somebody wanted to bet the Phillies because Carrasco's been so bad and Nola should be better, but I think it's probably fair. So like I mentioned, one bet for Mo on the car today, small wager on first game between the Mariners and the Yankees and also dissected a couple more intriguing games, interleague matchup in Toronto, and then you have an NL East matchup. And surprisingly, both of those teams, or at least the Mets, should say, New York sitting four and a half back of Atlanta. Every team in Major League Baseball, man, and we're going to get into this on the podcast later on with Adam Burke, but a lot of intriguing races and a lot of parity in Major League Baseball two months into the season, which typically you get at least one team running away, but no team has bigger than a four-game lead in any division in Major League Baseball, which is pretty wild considering Tampa Bay jumped out to a crazy, crazy good start. And obviously Baltimore has surged to begin the season as well. New York has bounced back nicely despite some of their injuries, especially in the rotation. So a lot of MLB futures talk to get to on our second edition of Beat the Closing Number later today. But for this one, for Monoara at Monoara on Twitter, you can follow the lines on Twitter as well, at the Lines US. Thanks for watching and listening. Remember to head over to play.thelines.com to get involved with today's MLB slate and have a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card in our MLB Pick'em contest. But like I mentioned, thank you for tuning in to this edition of Beat the Closing Number. So long, everybody.